Faster than a speeding bullet. More powerful than a locomotive. Hello, Gotham. Joker's back in town. I'm not wearing hockey pants. And now you're listening to the new and improved Outside the Comics Volume 2 podcast with your host, Alfred. No! What is going on, OTC listeners? Another episode of Outside the Comics Volume 2 podcast to see you live today. We are here on a Tuesday morning. Yes, yesterday was a full day where I had to work all fucking day, so I literally just woke up. So forgive me, my voice is a little groggy and the recording is not the usual sound as you're used to, but that's okay because it's all about hard work, dedication, hard work, dedication. That's all there is to it. Now, we have hit the 100 follower mark. On Spotify, I am happy as hell. There's going to be some haters going to be like, Well, 100 is not really a lot. I mean, you need a thousand words to get recognized. Eh, shut up. Shut up, man. We all got to start somewhere to what we really want to do, especially when it comes to the passion that we're talking about. And in this case, it's comic books. In this case, it's superheroes. In this case, it's what you love. Otherwise, why would you be here on this podcast? But I am happy, though. So... As anything and as everything, once again, thank you so much for riding with me ever since day one. I know I keep on saying it over and over, but I really, really do mean it. It's from the bottom of my heart, and it's motivating me to continue delivering content to you on a weekly basis, which is why I wanted to do this. Technically, I wanted to do this, like, what, last night? When I was working my security job. But then it's like, okay, let me rest. Let me go home. Tuesday morning, I will gather my thoughts. And here I am. And here I am. 100 followers. Hell fucking yeah. Let's continue to increase that number as best we can. Continue to follow. Continue to share. Continue to subscribe. On iTunes. Spotify. Stitcher. Google Play. Podbean. I'm everywhere. You know what's funny? When I was a lot younger, I always say this catchphrase that didn't make any sense. Hey guys, I'm everywhere, and I'm nowhere. And I'm like, oh man. I really wish I could go back in time and slap myself in the face for even saying that. (laughs) But that's all there is to it, man. I'm happy, and I'm glad, and once again, thank you. This episode of the podcast, we are going to dive into WandaVision Episode 3. I was literally about to say Season 3 when it's not even the first season completed yet. WandaVision Episode 3. There is going to be some spoilers, so if you have not seen it, then I don't know what to tell you. But I have my theories on what kind of... where this is going. I, I have my theory, and I'm pretty sure everyone else has this too, but... I don't know. I, I I have this feeling. I got the feeling. Okay, I'll stop. I have this feeling in terms of where this episode, where this season is going to go. And it could, in a way, pertains the tale of a tragic hero. Or in this case, an ultimate villain. Hmm. We're going to have to see how that goes. All that plus our super villain quote of the day. Some announcements to make. But first, like we always do about this time. Let's get the shout-outs out of the way, shall we? 
And the main shout out that I want to give to, have you seen Godzilla vs. Kong? Holy shit, is it a battle of the fucking kaijus. First of all, if you're asking, and hopefully you're not going to get mad at me, I'm Team Godzilla for life, my guy. I'm Team Godzilla for life. You want to know why? Because he looks fucking awesome. And also, I grew up with Godzilla. I remember watching the uh, the TV shows. Do you remember back then? Oh my god, this is nostalgic times. This is way back in the early 90s. Or maybe late 80s. I can't quite remember when it first came out. But do you remember when it was an animated cartoon show... And it was about all these group of people and somehow they can bring Godzilla out at will or whatever whenever some shit goes down. And then there's that little Godzuki. It's like the, the theme song. Dun, 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 dun. I don't even know the words. Behind is been in the sky. Godzilla, Godzilla, Godzilla and Godzuki. You remember. Come on, you remember. God damn, nostalgia really hit you in the feels, it really does. But anyway, the trailer looks, it looks really good. And it seems very likely that they're going to fight multiple times, which is always good. Maybe there could be a one win each, and then maybe in the third act, they could have the final battle. You know, and apparently something is pissing off Godzilla so much where he's just destroying and wrecking everything. So I wonder what it is. Could it be like some kind of mind control? Could it be some kind of nuclear wave that's fucking around in his head? Could it be the fact that maybe, just maybe, he just got tired of people doing stupid shit and he's like, alright, you know what, I'm the king, I'm out of here, peace out. And then King Kong is like, hey, uh, these are my people. They gave me bananas, so I'm going to have to fuck you up. <laughs> Check out the trailer, Godzilla vs. Kong. I can't wait for it to come out. Once again, mark your calendars down. March 26th on HBO Max and in selected theaters that is showing. You are welcome. That's all we have for the shoutouts. Let's dive into some WandaVision Episode 3. And that starts right in a bit. I want to play a game real quick. I want to play this fun game called Marry Fucking Kill. You remember that game, right? Of course, you used to play it as well, and you've had other friends play it too, where they just take three people and they ask, who would you marry fucking kill? And I'm going to play the same game for myself, you know, just for shits and giggles. Wanda Maximoff, Natasha Romanoff, or Carol Danvers. And if I'm going to have to go... Real quick, I would kill Carol, because, you know, you know how I feel about Captain Marvel. It, it is what it is. I would fuck Natasha, and I would marry Wanda. And there's a reason for that. Because this episode, in a way, kind of pertains to so much of the acting and so much of the emotions that 
Elizabeth Olsen can play very, very well in any given second. I mean, some people would say, oh my god, give her an Emmy for her for her magnificent performance. And I'm like, mmm, slow down. Slow down. We're not there yet. You know, we're not there yet. Even though I'm thinking about it and it is as recent, we're not there yet. But the fact that she goes from happy to anxious to in pain to pissed off to anything. I mean, she could switch at a drop of a hat and there's something adorable and something real about her that you just can't help but love and enjoy. And the fact that she makes Wanda's character so believable, it makes me gravitate towards her even that much more. Not to mention the fact that she is a magician slash wizard slash sorcerer slash, you know, mutant. Because, let's face it, she's a mutant. And, again, there's just something about her that you just gravitate towards. But, I'm going a little bit out of on a limb here. I'm, I'm just going way all over the place. Episode 3. Let's recap it real quick. In the last episode of episode 2, she got pregnant. She got pregnant. And now in this episode, her belly is swelling and is growing at a fascinated rate. And she gives birth to twin boys, Billy and Tommy. Which, if you might not know or may know from the comics, they actually grow up to be superheroes themselves. So, a little bit of a plug in there. You already know. And Geraldine, she comes back, or she comes back, she goes there. And the funny thing, first of all, again, I know I'm jumping all over the place. One of my favorite episodes, I would have to say thus far, would have to be that in terms of this season, aside from episode one, is the fact that someone pointed this out. The stork that was there, and the stork that was there, which is basically, uh, you know, a simulation, you know, that the, the twins are coming, the twins are coming. And she was trying her magic to get rid of it, and not even her powerful magic could beat a fucking stork. Let that sink in real quick. Not even her powerful magic, Wanda, the person that nearly beat Thanos with her anger and her rage, could not beat a fucking stork. <laughs> Yo, imagine imagine the battle from Infinity War and we needed the fucking stork and we didn't have to sacrifice anybody. <laughs> okay. Alright, I'll stop. I'll stop. Oh my god. That just that just hit me. That really did. That that's just fucking hilarious. But in any case, so the stork comes, she gives birth to her twins, and she starts singing in Sokovian. And she reminisces about her brother. She reminisces about Pietro, about Quicksilver. And it got me thinking, holy shit, I just remembered this woman has lost so much more than I realize. Living with Pietro her entire life, obviously because they're twins, they've been through pretty much anything together, everything together. She loses her brother. She loses the love of her life. And I'm thinking to myself, Jesus... Like, she's been through it all. And as soon as Geraldine mentions her brother getting killed by Ultron, that switch just flipped. 
You do not want to piss off Wanda. You do not want to piss off the Scarlet Witch, my guy. You don't want to do that. And it just got me thinking. All of this we know is not real. I mean, come on. Going back into the time periods of the 60s, 70s, 80s, and beyond in sitcom form. And let's face it, even a couple of analysts uh, mentioned this where Vision doesn't really act like Vision in the real world, if you truly think about it. If you can compare this Vision, we know he's dead. We know he's dead. But if you compare this Vision to the real world Vision... You know, before the Infinity War, right after Ultron giving, you know, creating him and everything else, they are not the same character. It's a different variation of it. It's more happy. He's more, you know, giddy, and he's more uh, tainted by fear. I wouldn't say tainted by fear, but he's more humanistic than anything. Now I'm thinking to my fellow, Vision would not. I mean, he has compassion, yes, but I don't think he would ever become that way in the real world. So we know all this is cognitive, we know all this is a construct, but the question is, is this really a construct of her human mind? And there is a lot of reason to even say that it is the case. Someone is watching them. Someone is watching them from the outside. We know this already. From episode 1... We know this. But is it Wanda that's really pulling the strings here? And there's reason to believe that this is indeed a strong representation of the House of M. Now to those that don't know what the House of M is real quick, in the comic books from vaguely what I can remember, because it's been a long while since I read this, it was Scarlet Witch's powers and Charles Xavier's powers They combined together, they created a House of M. And what the House of M is, is basically an alternate reality or a cognitive construct where it unleashes and basically exaggerate, elaborate, I'm going to say elaborate, elaborate your heart's inner desires. And it makes sense. It makes sense. It may not be a strong adaptation of the House of M from the comics, at least from vaguely what I can remember, but there's a lot of similarities here. Wanda has a family. Vision is working. Vision gets to go outside, and even though he changes his appearance, they're a family. And now they just had twins. They just had fucking twins, my guy. You know, they're decorating, and they're cleaning, and they're cooking in the house, and... These stages maybe is a representation of these stages in life where these sitcoms from the 50s onwards, these are different stages of their life. I mean, if you truly think about it, in the 50s or 40s, like Honey Boomers or whichever, they get married. And the second episode, even though everything was still in black and white, they're basically... Moving in. They're getting into the feel of everything. They're getting into the feels. They're they're experimenting. Or they're getting used to the environment around them. And that's the next stage of their life. What's the next stage? Children. Children. And that's what we have in episode 3. But we know all of this is not real. 
And if this really is an adaptation, a strong adaptation of the House of M, and we know full well that Wanda, whether she's controlling this or not, she definitely has a strong idea in terms of what the hell is going on. Because every time when Vision either says anything that pertains to, okay, something is wrong here, something is going on, even the neighbors, Agnes and the other dude, they know something is wrong too. I really hate it when shows, when they're talking to themselves and they're like, yeah, well, he's, well, she's, and, and they, and, and, and we, and, and they, and it's like, dude, just spit it out already. Stop leaving everything in a fucking cliffhanger, my guy. But I get it. I get it. It's still early and we're unable to truly know all the secrets. But anyway, back to Wanda real quick. We know all of this is constructed. Whether it's her mind or someone is controlling this or whether Wanda knows full well in terms of what the hell's going on. Because after Geraldine said Ultron and Pietro's name, she basically threw her pretty much out of the realm of existence into the real world, I would say, maybe. And she's wearing the sword symbol around her neck. And from memory serves me correctly, the sword symbol basically is part of an organization which is, in a way, closely related to S.H.I.E.L.D. Something is going on here. But this pertains to Wanda possibly being the hero and the villain of her own story. And the reason why earlier I said tragic hero is the fact that she has everything that she wants. Everything. She's living the life that she wants to live with limitations because she has powers, but she has twins and she has a family. And if all of this is constructed, you can't help but feel sorry or bad for her because once again, she lost her brother. She lost the love of her life. And yeah, she still has the Avengers in a way, but I mean, come on. They all have, each of and one of them have their thing they're going on too. And if this is a moment of a tragic hero, Jesus, what happens in the final episode where she snaps back into reality and everything that she experienced up to that point was just ripped out away from her? That's something you have to keep in mind. Now, this could be a moment of a tragic hero, and it also could be a moment of that she's the main villain. What if her powers got so out of control, it starts to warp her mind? Because let's face it, I don't know what kind of mental illness, but Elizabeth Olsen did admit that the mental illness of Scarlet Witch pertained her to this character. It drew her to this character. Her mind is very complex. If you truly think about it, Wanda, and maybe this is why I gravitate towards her a little bit more than the other two, Natasha and Carol. I can't help but feel bad for her in every single thing that she's been through. Everything she lost, everything she dealt with, the experiences that she dealt with, and the fact that she was just put in into a fucking situation that she had no control over, and of course she fucking died. She fucking died at one point. If she is the main villain of the entire show, it would be 
a gigantic twist. It really would be. Now, who would be the person that would save her? Would it be Vision? Or could it be someone else? Maybe Pietro can come back in some capacity? But I just can't help but feel that... Obviously, we know all of this is cognitive and it's constructed. But once she snaps back into the real world... And she cannot get the the two people that means to her so much back. And she can't have her children. Jesus, her children. What happens if her children are being uh, snatched away from her? Oh my god. But it's pretty clear that if you cross her just one time like Geraldine. You cross her just one fucking time. Oh, she's going to fling you into the middle of next week. So we'll see. We'll see what happens in episode 4. They they keep saying they being, you know, the actors and Kevin Feige and everybody else. They keep saying that episode 4 is going to blow our fucking minds. And I can't wait for this Friday to watch the goddamn thing. I really do like the fact that it is a weekly episode where now we can talk about it and we're thinking about it. And it's not just binge watching where, alright, we watch it just one weekend and then that's it and then we're done. And I think they're doing this to test to see what kind of reaction we can get whenever we watch a weekly episode like this. Hell, it's what I love from the boys and it's what I like now. So it's not too bad. It's not too bad. What's going to happen next, I don't know, but stay tuned to find out more. That's all we have for today on this episode of Outside the Comics Volume 2 Podcast. Once again, guys, thank you so much for listening. Thank you so much for tuning in. Now, before we go into our usual format of the supervillain quote and everything else, I have announcements to make. We are on episode 98, only two more until episode 100. Episode 100, my guy. And there are going to be a few changes. Now what I've been thinking about for a while is, I was going to keep Monday the same usual format, the same thing, but on Thursdays, which is the midweek episode, sort of, midweek, it's going to be all question and answers considered and the reason why is because I don't think I gave enough time or even enough chances to connect to you the listeners the fans and I want your voices to be heard so every Thursday whether it's one person asking a question whether it's five people ten people or whatever the case may be we'll still talk about a particular topic don't get me wrong But there will be question and answers right after. And it's my way of connecting with you a little bit more. Now, as I said before, there's a chance that we can or try to get more guests on. I know there's a chance that we can try to see if a couple of jingles are new or if everything stays the same. It's okay. It's no big deal. It's what we're used to. It's what we love. But after episode 100... Oh, trust me, I want to keep growing. And I want to maybe be more active on social media. I want to try to see if I can grow on an exponential rate. Maybe more content to provide for. I was thinking about doing a Patreon, but 
I don't feel the need to do that as of yet. Even though I would humbly, humbly appreciate it. But I don't think I can do that. At least not yet. Not yet. Just something about it where I'm just like, "Mm, no, not yet. But so far, those are the main... That's the idea that I want to bring forward. If you, for any reason, think that it's a great idea, or if it's a bad idea, or if you just want everything the way it is, or... If you have any feedback, if there's anything you want to suggest, by all means, hit me up. Voice of Garcia on my Twitter or Instagram. That's right. Voice of Garcia. By the way, real quick, a little bit of more of a plug-in. I will be getting my voiceover website up and running very soon. And as you know, I'm deeply excited. You can see me in the booth where... Well, outside of the booth where I'm just wearing my Miles Morales jacket. <laughs> and the fact that I play a... I play... I have a demo. I have a demo. And you know what? To give a little bit of a sneak peek. I'm going to say a sneak peek of the demo. I'm going to play it on the 100th episode. So stay tuned for that. It's about a minute long. So it's pretty quick. But I definitely want to play it. And... It's my way of reaching out and branching out to everything else because even though this is a hobby, eventually I do want to turn it into a business. I want to turn it into a business and I want to continue to shoot for the stars and everything else. Alright, I've spoken a lot more about that and I know you're probably getting tired of me on a Tuesday morning slash Tuesday afternoon. 100th episode, which is... Next week, holy shit. It's next week. God damn. Yeah, 98, 99 for Thursday, and then 100 next week. Holy shit. Holy shit, next week. Oh man, time flies when you're having fun, doesn't it? <laughs> but anyway, as I said, Voice of Garcia on my Twitter and Instagram. Ask anything you want. If you want to ask questions now and wait for me to go on the 100th episode for me to talk about it and maybe wait until the Thursday show, the midweek show, by all means, hit me up and we have our Facebook group, OTC Fanatics. You can join for free, ask anything you want, talk about anything you want, you can social, gather your thoughts, whatever the case you want to do. We are there for you. That's all there is to it. So, I've spoken long enough. Let's go into our supervillain quote of the day. And this one is from our good man, well, our bad man, Raish al Ghul. And as you know, this is from Batman Begins, one of my favorite quotes of all time. The training is nothing. The will is everything. The will to act. And my reaction is this. For a while, I've been stuck in terms of doing the same thing, which is planning. I'm getting tired of getting stuck in the planning phase. Now it's time to just do the damn thing. Just goddamn do the damn thing. Training, you can have as much training as you can, but the most important thing is the will the will to act. 
Have a great day, guys. I believe it's going to snow very soon. So be safe if it snows around your area. If it does snow around your area, be safe. Continue to wear a mask. Don't drink and drive. You know the usual cases. And tune in for Thursday night where we will talk more on all the hilarious happenings in the world of comic book news, games, TV shows, entertainment, or whatever the case may be. And always remember, if you hear about it and you read about it, I talk about it. Stay safe. Till next time. I'm done. I'm through. Peace out.